You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road. Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all today. <laughs> and boy, do I have a ton of wonderful to share with you today because guess who's with me as my incredibly special guest? It's my son, Micah. Needless to say, I'm just over the moon thankful and excited that he's here on the show with me. He's just getting ready to head off to college. And I really had a light bulb moment that this is a perfect time to connect with them here on the right road to get an overall youth perspective on education. It's so important for all of us as educators and parents to hear things. I mean, to really hear them from kids' perspectives. Um, the importance of it is really com comparable to when teachers maybe feel like they don't have a voice in education, at the education table, so to speak. Um, I think it's the same for kids. And before Micah heads off to college and as we're all heading into a new school year, I just think this is going to be such a valuable inspiration and insightful blessing for us all right now. And I know so many of you have seen or heard about Micah growing up over the years. He's grown into such an amazing young man. And I think you all know that I love every On the Right Road show and guest. But for obvious reasons, um, this time the whole situation is even more special than usual to my heart. It just means the world to this mama's heart that, that Micah and I can share this special time together and with all of you. Um, and I really hope that in a whole bunch of ways, this show will be equally as special for you, too, as we hear the youth perspective on education. Um, and before I bring Micah on the air with me here, I want to make sure to kick off today's On the Right Road giving fun for you. Um, as always, I'll have giveaways throughout the whole show for you. And today's gift opportunities are all going to focus on Micah's favorite things. It's all so cool, you guys. So to start, this first On the Right Road giveaway today is open to all educators in the U.S listening to this On the Right Road episode on its first air date today, Sunday, August 6, 2023. So to start, here's today's giveaway code word. It's the word perspective. Okay, so write that down somewhere, perspective. And here's the giveaway entry scoop, okay? During the As Live broadcast airing of this episode, 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific time, which is 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time this evening, again, Sunday, August 6, 2023, I'm going to be posting the show's Facebook giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. When I've shared all the details of a particular giveaway, it will then pop up on our Facebook page. All the easy, easy uh, you know, entry details will be right there in the giveaway post. Plus, you also need to include today's giveaway code word perspective as part of your entry for each of today's show giveaways because that lets me know that you've listened or are listening to the show today. And in addition to the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post, the code word officially enters you. Okay. So for this first giveaway today, we're focusing on reading and writing from my son's perspective. First, I have three 10-count Geronimo Stilton book sets. When my son was in uh, second, third, and fourth grade, 
He loved these books. Each week or so, we would head to our local Barnes and Noble, and he would find the next one in the series until I think he had read them all. <laughs> I, I personally love how this series is laid out. They're chapter books, but with pictures and, and fun typesetting on every page. They're so inviting for kids to read. Okay, then second, I have three copies of the Essential Calvin and Hobbes book. As my son got older during his intermediate and even middle school years, he loved, and actually he still loves, Calvin and Hobbes. And we thought this would be such a special classroom treasure to add to classroom libraries. And finally, I have three eight-count sets of reporter's notebooks. They're what my son used when he interviewed people and was the sports editor for his high school newspaper. The reporter's notebooks are perfect to encourage kids' excitement for writing and journalism. We thought they'd be a special classroom bonus for kids. You know, one that you might not have thought of is an opportunity to encourage kids' excitement for writing. Plus, I'm adding a bonus because Barnes & Noble has always been a special place for my son and me to go together, even now. Uh, I'm adding three $25 Barnes & Noble gift cards to this giving fund, too. The gift cards won't be in the giveaway picture, but they are part of this giveaway. So, drumroll, there will be a total of 12 educator recipients as part of this giveaway, and each will receive a 10-count set of Geronimo Stilton books or a Calvin and Hobbes collection book or an 8-count set of reporter notebooks or a $25 Barnes & Noble gift card. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page this evening during that 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Time live airing time slot. Follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. This giveaway will be posted about six minutes or so after the 5 p.m. Pacific time hour. Remember to also type tonight's episode code word perspective as part of your entry comment, okay? And this giveaway for, for this giveaway also include which of the four gift options you would prefer for your students if your name is drawn, okay? And I'll match each recipient with one of the gifts of their choice. And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the live airing of the show this evening until 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Special thanks to DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks and the Subaru Share the Love Promise for helping to make this special giveaway possible. And I think you know that this is just the first of the wonderful giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show for you. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready during that As Live broadcast airing this evening. Just a quick note that if you're not listening live today, Sunday, August 6, 2023, today's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. And note that I'll announce all the recipients from all of today's As Live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. So make sure to check that announcement post so you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient from this show. And there's going to be, I think, almost 100 recipients, um, just tons and tons and tons. All right, you guys. Now, oh my goodness, I get to introduce you all today's wonderfully special guest, my son, Micah Rodriguez. And a little fun fact is that his last name is different than mine because I use my name Phillips for my work. So, Micah just graduated high school with superintendent's highest honors and a 4.3 GPA. He's heading to Oberlin College in just a few short weeks to play NCAA baseball and focus his studies on sports journalism and management. He was the sports writer and editor 
for his high school newspaper and placed top 10 in sports writing in this past year's National High School Journalism Convention in St. Louis. Micah has helped with Right Road Kids in a multitude of ways, literally since he was in a stroller. And for the last two years, he also has worked as a kids camp supervisor at California Cartwheel Center. He's just a, a remarkable, compassionate, and kind human being, always there for and and really caring about his family, his teachers, and everyone he meets, and his friends, and everybody. He's an athlete, a scholar, and an extraordinary human being, and I am so proud of him and honored to be his mom, and I'm so thrilled he's here with us. Welcome to On the Right Road, Micah. Hi, Mom. Hello, everybody. Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting all choked up already. <laughs> so, buddy, to start, since you're a writer, I've got our special author 10 quickfire question challenge for you. So I'm going to actually ask you 12 questions, because you know me, exceed expectations, right? <laughs> and if you yeah, can answer all, all right, <laughs> if you can answer all 12 in three minutes or less, I'll add an awesome bonus giveaway at the end of the show for those of you who listen all the way to the end and know the answer to one of these quickfire questions. So are you ready, Micah? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, I'm going to set my clock here. I'm on your market set. Go here. My timer's ready. Here are your twick, quick, 12 quick fire questions. Number one, you're partially colorblind, so you see some colors differently. But what is your favorite color as you see it? Red. Cool. What's your favorite food? Favorite food, shout out to dad for this one, but the muffin top cookies from Dutch Brothers. <laughs> Those are a new favorite. That's awesome. He always brings them home. I know. I love it. Okay. Number three, what's your fav- What's one of your favorite things about living in California? The location. We're so close to the beach, Disneyland, Universal Studios, even Vegas, Arizona. Cool. Just being so close to, we're like a hub, I feel like. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Number four, what's your favorite book? It's one of our giveaways, Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, <laughs> what's your, number five, what's your favorite word? Boom. But boom in, in the excited way. Like, I did that. Boom. Boom. You got it. Boom. Okay, number six, what's the, your, what's the first childhood memory that pops into your mind? Okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit here because I thought of two as soon as okay. you said that. The first day of kindergarten, I know you remember this, Mom, when I got the first gold star in my kindergarten class. Yeah. Sitting down. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then right around the same time when I fell off the train at Underwood Farms and I oh. bit my tongue <laughs> and it got all white. Oh my and god, we had to rush to the doctor, right? Oh my god. We went to the doctor, but then we went back a couple weeks later and I got back on the horse. Yes. Got back okay. on the train. I told you you gotta get back on the horse and never be afraid. Oh I love it. Okay, number I wish we could talk more about all this. Okay, number seven. What's your favorite city that you've visited so far in the world? This is gonna be a shocker, but or to people listening, not to you, Mom, but Barcelona. Oh, I remember. Yep, yep, yep. When we went on that uh, family vacation cruise. Okay. Number eight. I'm plowing through so we can get in three minutes here. Number eight, what's the most important thing you learned having a part time job during high school? Time management and um, managing stress. Good. Number nine, what makes you happiest in the whole world? Being with my friends, family, and loved ones. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Number 10, what was your favorite subject in school? 
writing the newspaper. Oh, that's so awesome. Number 11, what's one of your favorite educational memories from high school? The last project that I did senior year, our econ project, all in one, I got to do it with my <laughs> some of my closest friends, and we got to pitch a product in our econ class. That was a ton of fun. Oh, that's so cool. And what's one of your favorite non-classroom memories from high school? Senior year prom. Oh, that my gosh, buddy. With, uh, my lovely girlfriend, and that was amazing. Oh, my gosh. And you did it in two minutes and 59 seconds. Boom. Boom. There it is. Boom. Boom. There you go. So we're adding the bonus giveaway. Okay. Now, I really want us to, you know, hear more about your school experience. So beyond the quick fire short answer questions, and I loved all your answers, bud. What were your overall favorite things about school in general, whatever greater age you were at the time? I think, um... The thing about school is subjects are going to be so, whether it's math or writing, English, history, those are going to be so opinionated for every single student. Everybody's going to have different favorite subjects, and that's totally normal. That's how it should be. Right. But the favorite thing for me was the relationships that I was able to build in class. I mean, some of my closest friendships, especially once I got into high school, really came from being in class with people because it's not always just class isn't just sitting down, doing your work and leaving. You're going to interact with all the people around you. Yes. And I really, I do feel lucky that I was able to, I I love all my classmates. I was able to make such close friends in my, my English class, junior year, my econ class in my senior year. I know I briefly touched on it in my Spanish class this year. Just you get to meet so many new people and you can create bonds that show up outside the classroom and I think that that's a really cool way that they see school as like a major positive in life, even if you don't necessarily like the subject you're learning. Right. Well, and I love that. That goes to the point that for kids, uh, for all of us, relationships are the key thing, you know, and I think that's so important for all of us at, as educators to hear at the beginning of a school year is that it build the relationships, right? Okay, so on the flip side, as I like to say, Bud, I know you're going to be super respectful when I ask this, but I think it's super important that we as adults really hear and listen to youth perspectives. So what parts of school in general were your least favorite? Well, I know you know this, Mom, but my least favorite subject as I got into high school was math. Yeah. But the the parts of school that I didn't like the most is when when teachers and educators, when they would force us to learn in one certain way and they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't think outside the box even a little bit uh-huh. it would be the same textbook work that they've done for 20 years and that although you may be learning it you're not it's really not fun at all it's hard to stay engaged because you can tell that they're not putting any effort in so it's hard to put effort in on your end and then uh, that that makes yeah. it a really a poor learning environment that's so interesting, and I know that that wasn't the case for all of your teachers, for sure. Um, no, some... definitely not. But when but when that does happen, it really sticks out. Yes, yes. Well, in math, I have to say it was that's what happened in math for you. I know. So it, you used to love math. It just goes again back to your thing about relationships. You know, right on top of the subject, it's it's equally, if not more, important in building the relationships and engaging kids. So. Now, again, I know that you've had some teachers who have made a huge difference in your life. Oh, my gosh, you've had some wonderful teachers. What is your perspective? What do you think makes a great teacher? It's the exact flip of what I just said previously. A teacher who 
who doesn't go by the book, does things in their own unique way, and yeah. really spends time getting to know each individual student and works best for them. And it could be as simple as allowing a student to do a math problem another way. Like if they watched a YouTube video and they saw how to do a math problem that way, or like crash course video and they learned how to study for something using a different mnemonic or something, yeah. that, that should be allowed and that should be encouraged. And when teachers do that type of stuff and they like make an effort to connect with you, yes. school becomes more fun because you look forward to coming to class. And even outside of just the learning material, when teachers make an effort, like whether, like for me specifically, I could bond with a lot of my teachers over sports, like football, baseball, basketball. Right. So if you come in and you're looking forward to talking to the teacher about the basketball game last night, that's exciting. You're looking forward to doing that, even if you have to take a test that day. And that, right. that, that makes the teacher great because then you're just able to, it's not even so much about the learning. It's just so much that you know they care about you. They, they remember these little details about you. Oh. And that, that just makes it such a better environment. I love that. And I think it's so important for teachers, like you said, not to just go by the book, but to be who they are and really connect with you as a, not feel like, oh, I got to teach this way or, you know, it's to be yourself as an educator. And oh, I love that so much, buddy. So I'm, I'm going to kind of go on the flip side again, because you talked about, you know, the kind of, some of the things that really engage kids in learning. What do you think are some of the things that, and, and you've touched upon this, but I want to give you a chance to expand. What are some of the things, other things that maybe turn kids off or almost shut them down from learning or wanting to learn in school? I, I feel like from, I would get shut down if I would do something wrong, whether it was writing or math or history, whatever it was, if I would do something wrong and there was no, there's no effort made to teach you how to improve it. Yeah. Like you're, you're just dismissed. And that's yes. no kids should have to feel that way because everybody's trying their hardest, whether some teachers may, some people may show that they're trying more than others do, but deep down, everybody is trying to get a good grade. Right. And oh my it's gosh. Just dismissed. Yes. It, it can just make you feel really crappy. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Again, it just, it goes back to the first thing that you said was about the relationships. Oh my gosh. Okay, so now I'm going to talk a little bit about parents. What do you think is the most, from your perspective, what is the most important thing that parents can do to support their kids' education? Support them. I know, and you and dad have done a great job of this throughout my life, mom, but just there's a there's a fine line of, of supporting and being over the top. Yeah. And you don't want to you don't want to be over the top because then you feel like then you start to put even more pressure on yourself. And some of my best teachers would say this, but at the end of the day, if you're nervous about a test, it's just one test. Right. Life is going to be okay. No one's going to ask you about your 11th grade algebra 2 test 10 years from now. Right. So, if parents can just you want to be able to support them without creating a disdain for learning. Maybe check in with them, offer them some advice. And because I know with you and dad, mom, I always took your advice to heart. I wouldn't always agree with what you guys said. I wouldn't always do what you guys said. Right. But it it, it helped shape the way that I would go about um, talking to teachers and stuff. And I think that that's the most important thing a parent can do. 
Well, and I don't think we, um, you know, looking back over the years, I don't think we would jam it down your throat. I think it was just, here's our perspective. Hope this is helpful. Let us know if you need any other support. You know, I love how you defined that, buddy. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Right? And it was, it was, um, you kind of, you, you and dad did it perfectly. Mom. As I got older, oh. parents, you want to kind of, you want to let go of the reins a little bit. Because as you get older, like I was 18 in my senior year, I'm, I'm, I mean, I technically am, technically I'm an adult. Right. So I, you got to allow your kids to make those decisions on your own, especially as they get older, give them less and less guidance. Right. And, and always be there no matter what. It's just like I let, let go of the reins a little bit, inch by inch. I love that. Okay, so now I, I want to ask you about um, your pa- one of your passions. Um, what helped you find your passions for sports writing and journalism and sports management? You know, were there certain people, whether it be teachers or others, who played a role in that? And did school play a role in that? I I joined the newspaper my freshman year, and it was completely by accident. Yes. I thought it was going to be a writing class, and I get there first day, boom, I'm in the newspaper. <laughs> and at, at first, I was not I was not psyched about that at all, because I I at that time I didn't want to be a part of the newspaper. I was a freshman. I was nervous. I kind of just wanted to play baseball, do good in all my classes, not be in any extra um, extracurriculars, but. Um, the, our advisor or our teacher for newspaper, her name was Mrs. Baldwin. Yes. And Mrs. Baldwin really, she saw some of my writing. She saw that I, that I had a passion for doing it. She kind of saw the talent within me and she convinced me to stay in. And I, I have never been more grateful. And I was thinking about this the other day, but, um, the first, the first time I got into the newspaper and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I thought I could write about sports outside of school. Like, I thought I could write about what was going on with the Yankees, what was going on with the Nuggets. Right. But I couldn't. That wasn't what went in the newspaper. But Mrs. Bodeman saw how passionate I was about that because I'm such a nerd about all football, basketball, baseball, stuff, all the rosters, all that, all the trades, all the rumors. <laughs> but she saw my passion for that, and she allowed me to publish my writing on the Lancer newspaper online. Yes. Because online, she kind of created a space for me to do that. Yes. So I was able to put my articles online. And I looked back at one of them recently. It was Zion and John Morant about them. They were rookies because this was four years ago already. And my writing, it wasn't even that good. But just the fact that I was able to do it, and now I can see how much I've improved. Yes. And it was all because uh, Mrs. Bowden believed in me. So definitely, she played a huge role in me where I am today. Oh, because my now, God. Because now I want to be a journalist, and I don't know if that would have happened if she wouldn't have supported me four years ago. Right. Oh my goodness. I I have goosebumps. And the thing is, is that you wrote better than you thought back then. Like I read some of your older articles and you, that you had a gift. And I love that she saw that. And like you said at the beginning, the relationship, she got to know you and what was important to you and lifted you up. Oh my gosh. So totally. And then can I, can I add one more person in there, mom? Please. And then our, this past year, my senior year in high school, I came back. I didn't do the newspaper for the two years in between because COVID happened. It was online. It was just kind of in a, a middle ground. But I came back my senior year, and I know you mentioned it earlier, Mom, but I was lucky enough to be the sports editor. Right. And we had a, a professional in the field come in who was an alumni of Thousand Oaks High School. His name was John Gold. And he also saw the how driven I was and how passionate I was about writing. And he, he took me under his wing, in a sense. And he showed me how to write like a professional, and I could not be more grateful for his help. Oh, 
I'm just, I'm so happy, you know, I'm just so happy that you found the educators to connect with that helped uplift you to find your passions. So how do you feel in general, uh, you know, us as adults, parents and teachers can best be of support in helping kids find their passions. You know, a lot of kids might be going to college and or even in high school and think, I don't know what I love yet. How can we help you find your passions? I think it's just, you just got to keep prying, keep asking them. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, what do you want to do when you grow up? Right. It could more so be, you see them watching a Gordon Ramsay cooking show on Netflix and they're binging that for like 10 hours in a day. Yeah. And then maybe you suddenly are like, let's go bake. Let's go cook something. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. It's or being it's aware. A subtle, a subtle way to find what they're passionate about. Cause you don't want to ask them every day. I, I mean, I would get sick of that. Every single kid would get sick of that. Cause right. 10 years from now, you don't want to think about that all the time. Right. But if you just find ways to kind of like subtly, subtly pry at it, you can help them realize that they're passionate about it. Cause they might not even realize it. Because I knew I loved sports, but I didn't necessarily knew I loved the writing part. And right. then Ms. Baldwin kind of pushed me along, and here I am today wanting to be a writer. Oh, I love it. So stay with me, okay, Micah? I'm, I'm loving our conversation in this time together, and I have so many more questions for you. But first, I have another awesome giveaway centered around more of your favorite things. So here's today's second On the Right Road Facebook giveaway, teacher friends. It's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road today. Again, in honor of another of my son Micah's favorite things, I have 14 Star Wars-related classroom gifts to give. Micah loves Star Wars. He always has. So I have two Star Wars Monopoly game sets, two awesome Star Wars maze books. They are so cool, so much more intricate than you can imagine. Um, Great for junior high and high school kids even. Um, And 10 Star Wars Art Edge coloring books. And the latter will each come with a 20 or 50 count set of Crayola markers. So there will be 14 educated recipients and each will receive a Star Wars Monopoly game set, super cool maze book or art package. To enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page and follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. It will be posted this evening during the 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern live airing time slot, approximately 30 minutes or so after the hour. Remember to include tonight's code word perspective as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in the earlier giveaway, okay? And for this giveaway, also include the gift option or options that you would prefer for your students so I can match each recipient with a gift of their choice. And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of tonight's as live airing of the show until 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 14 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Great big thanks to PTS Coaching and Ledgy Liner for helping to make this special giveaway possible. So, Micah, like I said, I have so many more questions for you. I just want to hear your perspective about everything. So, um, peer pressure. Um, Peer pressure wasn't something that affected me much throughout school, and I feel like peer pressure doesn't play a significant role in your life. And yet, typically, it can play a huge, tough role in kids' lives. How have you stayed so centered in yourself and not, you know, not been influenced or pulled by peer pressure. It, it may sound really simple, but you just, or I don't want to make it sound like that, but you just got to, you got to stay with what you believe in. Yeah. Don't let anybody else influence your beliefs. Yeah. And if you see people trying to do that, if they 
continue to try and push you and push you further towards what they want, it might be time to find a new friend or new people to hang out with. Because there's nothing wrong with having difference of opinion with um, your peers or your friends, your girlfriend, whatever it may be. But if they are continually pushing you to do something you don't want to do, and then they get upset with you when you don't do it, what, there's no benefit in that for you. It's only going to drag you down. And then you, if you don't want to do what they're doing, you shouldn't have to do that. So I've always just been able to stay true to what I believe in. I've been lucky to have amazing people in my life, amazing friends. I've never had any of those problems. And it's just I've been true to what I believe in. And I, I, I really love think it. that, that it's, it's powerful if you can stay true to your beliefs because, not like you said, so many um, of my peers, it's so easy to get caught up in all that other stuff. And if you just, if you stay on the right path, um, good things will happen. I stay on the right road. I love that. Well, and I, I, from what I've seen and experienced in life is that the, when you're true to yourself, the kids, even though they might not say it out loud, they're looking at you, respecting you you know, respecting the heck out of you going, oh my gosh, that person is strong and confident and, and brave and themselves. And, and it really is like a light in the world. So, um, kind of piggybacked onto this, buddy, I've always been so impressed by your strength of character. Um, what do you do or how do you handle a situation that's really tough or, or going wrong? You know, what helps you get through it and still make positive decisions through it? Um, the, the biggest thing to help me get through tough moments is just knowing that I'm going to come out on the other side a better person. There's, in life, there's always, there's always going to be ups and downs. You just have to know that when, if you're in a down patch, you're feeling down, there's always going to be that up. It's like, like a roller coaster. A roller coaster it always starts down, but then you always got the big ascent. Yes. For the best part of the ride. And I, you just have to know that that ascent is coming. Good things are going to happen to you. If you yes. get in that negative mindset, it may think like you're never going to stop that decline. And it's just knowing that people, I think also a big thing for me is I've always known that I've had people around me. In moments when you, when you forget about the loved ones and people who care about you, it can be difficult to see a way out because it's just you and it's just your thoughts. Right. But if, if you're able to, you tell others about what's going on, you allow them to help you, and you, you keep that positive mindset, you, you'll know that good things will happen in life. Everybody deserves good things to happen to them, especially if you're kind and treat people the right way. You're not going to stay in that negative patch for a long time. Oh, my goodness. You, this is, like, profound. Seriously. You know, and the, so many thoughts just came to my mind. One was for us as parents and educators to really look for the kids who are being super quiet, not in like some kids are shy and quiet, but um, we got to watch to make sure that kids are like you said, to have those people around you. And sometimes when you're so stuck in your funk, you might not know that people are around you and some kids might not have the family structure, you know, the support system. And it's so important, I think, as adults to look for those kids who need the extra support so they don't feel like they're alone, you know, and, and we all need each other. Oh, my gosh, buddy, you got to write a book someday. Yeah, I, right? <laughs> thank you, Bob. Yeah. Teachers can play a huge role because yes. um, throughout the school year, you're seeing you see that kid five times a day. Yes. You know, that could be as much as that kid sees his parents in the week or sees his friends or all his buddies. So Right. Definitely it's definitely always worth checking in on them. They something 
nothing could be wrong, but on the chance that something is wrong, you could be the person that they need to talk to. And I know if I was in that situation, I would greatly appreciate that. Oh, I love that so much. Well, and and the thing is, I know that you're such an amazing role model for kids. I mean, um, you've mentioned to me several times, this kind of piggybacks onto what we were just talking about. You've mentioned to me several times that at your job at the California Cartwheel Center, you've noticed that kids can tend to be um, not very respectful these days. And I know as a, as a role model, you really help to guide kids in a better direction. But what's your perspective on the whole um, kids' disrespect issue? Why do you, th- and I, I mean, this is a generalization and a, you know, but I really want to hear your perspective. Why do you think it's happening in society? And what do you think can make it better overall? I think it comes down to two two main things is the first one being technology and the second one just being parenting style. Okay. I, I really think that, I mean, when you go around now, you'll see, I was just at Costco earlier this morning and we were sitting eating hot dogs and you look behind you and there's a kid sitting by himself glued to an iPad. Yes. Right. And these kids, they're not, they're not learning how to interact with people at a young age. I was kind of, I feel like I was the last generation that grew up without an iPad. I mean, I got one when I was maybe 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth but now grade, these kids think, are yeah. getting them when they're four and five and they're not learning how to interact with people at all. Yes. And so then when they're put in these environments, when they're eight or nine, they, they don't have the social skills that every other generation has had. Yes. And then with parenting, parenting, the parenting style strings from technology as well. Like I'll see parents, they get there, they drop their kids off. They, they don't even bat an eye. They, they don't want to get out faster. They really want to get on their phone. I know every single parent has work. I know, and all kids are so grateful for the work that their parents do. But when you're dropping your kid off and they're going to spend eight hours at camp, you can afford to spend the two minutes to say bye to them, give them a hug, make sure they have a good day, all those little things. And I think the time like that that parents are no longer spending with their kids is, is they're hurting their children by doing that because kids even saying please and thank you, that yes. that doesn't happen anymore. Right. We, when I hand out popsicles and me and my coworkers hand out popsicles, if there's 25 kids, maybe two are saying thank you and please without us reminding them. Wow. And it's just, and so 23, I mean, this is just an example, but 23 out of 25 kids not saying please and thank you, where are they going to be in 20 years? That's going to be our entire generation. Right. So oh my I think gosh. it really is just parents have to spend a little more time with their kids and keep them off of technology or keep a limit just so kids can have real social interaction that, that means something and is valuable. Well, there's nothing I, wrong I, with I, being on technology because it's very... It can be beneficial, but it it becomes a problem when they're spending every single second on it. I agree. And I remember seeing something on Oprah, uh, you know, 20 years ago, right before, actually right before you were born, buddy, I think 19 years ago, 18 years ago. And there was a guest on that said, when your kids come in the room, light up. And that's what I feel like as parents and educators. I always remember that. And every time you walk in the room, even if I'm busy, whatever I'm doing, or you're going to leave, I always want to stop. I, as you might see, if I'm watching a show, I'll put it on pause. I, I want to light up and know that I'm, I want you to know that I'm completely present, that, that you're my joy, 
you know, I love how you define that, buddy. So now I cannot believe this, but you're heading to college in just a couple of weeks. The whole college search process was quite something to say the least. Oh, my gosh. So, buddy, what advice do you have for kids in making that choice, whether it be going to college or a trade school or whatever their choice may be? What's your perspective on how to pick the place or road that's right for you after high school? Boy, I might not be the best person to ask this, Bob, because as you know, I didn't make my college decision until late April. We right? got it right down oh to the wire. Talk but about parent stress. It's just, it's just trusting. Just trust your gut. Yeah. You, like I, I committed to Overland to play baseball, and I, I could have committed in January or December, but. I was just hesitant. I I thought that there might be better opportunities out there, but I think if you see an opportunity that really fits, just chase it. Yeah. Don't wait for anything. Just because you don't know how long that opportunity is going to be there. Right. So I think yeah. the main thing is just do your research. Try to find the school that's best for you. But when you really do find that one, find the one that has the major you're looking for, the extracurricular, the sport, whatever it may be. Don't don't let it go to the wayside and just chase that opportunity because. If you're lucky enough to get in there, it's the next four years of your life. And I I really am looking forward to going to Overland because I feel like it has it's got everything I want to do and it's gonna help me become a better person, a better baseball player, better writer, better professional. And I I just trusted my gut. I really feel like it yeah. was right for me. And that that is the best advice I could give anybody else. Oh, that makes me so happy. You're such an amazing Amazing person, buddy. I I love you so much. Okay, so now you and I have been talking about an added surprise as part of this show. Since you're in journalism, and that's really a passion of yours, I wanted to give you an opportunity to really turn the tables and ask me a few questions. So what do you have for me, buddy? Oh, now we're cooking, Mom. Now we're cooking. (laughs) All right, so my first question for you, Mom. You started Right Road 31 years ago, which is insane to me. That's one and a half times I've been alive. And I know it hasn't always been easy for you. So were there any moments when you doubted yourself? Um, That's a good question. Honestly, no. I just knew and I plowed ahead. You know, and that doesn't mean that there weren't challenges. I mean, for the first many years, fundraising, oh my gosh, it was just so hard and and such a bigger challenge than I ever could have imagined. And sometimes it still is. And all the the teachers can relate to this, all the paperwork and federal and state nonprofit forms, it can be absolutely overwhelming. But I can honestly say that I never questioned my calling to start Right Road and to be of support of, you know, to kids and teachers. And and now looking back over the 31 years, it kind of blows me away. You know, all that's happened and all the kids and educators and families who've been helped and supported. It's it's kind of been like this awesome miracle experience um, centered in a whole lot of faith and dedication and hard work that's all been so worth it. And And I just never questioned, you know, it was what I was supposed to do. That's a great question. Buddy. I can... I can see that now. I mean, I know you guys don't get, everybody listening doesn't get to see all the behind the scenes, but I have never seen a moment since I've been cognizant <laughs> where my mom had any, any set of doubt, even when, like you said, I mean, even now fundraising isn't always easy, Right. but you never have a doubt. You have your back, you have your backbone, you have your faith, you have your family. And 
Like that was what I was saying before. You just have to believe that you're going to come out of that little peak. You're going to come out of that valley. I mean, yes. And you're going to end up on the top of the mountain. Absolutely. Yay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Question number two, mom. Okay. When the pandemic hit, you were not able to go into schools as much. And I know that that was one of that was really one of your favorite things to do to get to see all the kids and teachers right. and their reactions to your great work in person. What continues to inspire you to do all that you do? Well, the really cool thing has been that when the pandemic happened, you know, we moved all of our Right Road programs 100% online. Like so many people had to do with everything, right? And what happened was they started reaching even more educators and kids across the country than ever. I mean, it took a lot of thinking and planning to make the programs really work online because my aim is always to really connect with people from the heart. And oftentimes that connection can be so much stronger in person. But I feel like it it really has worked to grow our online programs with the same heart and realness that comes across in person. So overall, you know, while sometimes I have, of course, really missed the in-person experiences, the, the whole Right Road online situation has been incredibly positive and uplifting, really allowing me the opportunity to meet and share with that many more wonderful people. I, I, I guess it's all in what you do with any situation in life, like what you were saying, with what's in front of you, how you handle it, and how you find a way to follow your heart and your dreams no matter what. And I have to say that I'm, I'm loving, of course, also now, that the pandemic has really passed. I'm also loving getting back to more in-person right programs too. Um, just the whole, it's my calling and it, it just inspires me every single day. Um, oh my gosh, buddy. We, we just seriously might have to make this an annual Micah and mom show for everyone. I, I am loving this <laughs> so much, I, you know, and I wish we had more time to just keep going and going and going, but I, you know, I can't believe it's time to say goodbye. So thank you so much. Well, I have one more surprise with you. So hold on, buddy. But I want to thank you so much for being here on the show with me. You are my light and my joy. And I am so thankful and honored to be your mom and to have shared this special time together on the right road and, and that you were so open and sharing your perspective on education with us. Um, like I said, I'm just so proud of you and I love you to the moon. Thank you so much, buddy. Oh, you're so welcome, Mom. I love you so much. Uh, no one else I would rather have be my mom. Oh, <laughs> okay, you guys. <laughs> and we do have more surprises, so hold on. So don't, 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 uh, don't go away, buddy. Okay. I want to make sure right, to take right a here. moment to. Perfect. And I want to make sure to take a moment to thank our wonderful On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, Seatsack, Subaru, and DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks, the Just Shop with Jack Facebook group, Leggy Liner, PTS Coaching, Lori Stenis and her Keller Williams real estate team, and of course, Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And now here's the extra bonus surprise, you guys. Because Micah is a writer and a journalist, I wanted to give him the opportunity to share today's nugget from the heart on the right road segment with me so Micah and I both have a nugget from our hearts to share with you so take it away buddy you can go first okay awesome so when my mom asked me to write this I was I was blessed enough to be able to look back on my 18 years of life which is already surreal to even think about and at heart I still feel like the little five-year-old playing my first e-ball game When I started high school, I had a set of goals in my head. I wanted to get a 4.0, succeed on the baseball field, and play in college, play college baseball, and create relationships that span throughout my life. 
And I know throughout this show, the way that I have been talking, it may have seemed like my high school experience was just always through the moon, always incredible. But I, like every other teenager, every single one of my peers, I had moments where it didn't always seem like it was going to end up like that. Now, I am grateful to say that it has all happened to me, but it is pars- it's due to always having that positive mindset. I always knew I would come out on top. But my first math class freshman year, I was in geometry honors, and I, I was struggling. I had to drop. I had a D. I had to find out how to retake it. And I broke my foot leading into my freshman year. COVID hit. And then my junior year, I missed almost all of the baseball season with a torn elbow and a sprained ankle. And I had friendships in high school and I had friendships going into high school, but I didn't really form lasting relationships until the second semester of my senior year. And although all that happened, I was still able to finish with a 4-3 GPA. I achieved my goal of playing college baseball, and I have made these incredible lasting friendships with people that I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with. And it made me realize and reminds me that the path in life is not always going to be easy or what you may expect it to be. The key is no matter what the circumstances, to never stop believing in yourself. And for everybody listening right now, I guarantee at least once something has gone or will not go your way. You're given two choices when that happens. You can deviate from your path and let life get the best of you or persevere and become the best version of yourself that you want and are meant to be. And if everybody is able to do that, there'd be so much more joy and happiness in the world and the world would be a better place. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a hard act to follow. Oh my gosh, everything everything you shared just ties this whole show together so well. So here's my nugget. Oh my gosh, focusing on the topic of perspective. Um, gosh, that's a hard act to follow. Okay, so as I think some of you know, one of the things my husband and I love to do is is go on golf ball hunts, as we call them, around the golf, golf course that's near where we live. And Michael likes to come with us sometimes too. And during an evening about two months ago, we were on the course searching as usual, and this one particular area, um, in this one area within a couple of feet of each other, I found two golf balls. And it may seem so silly, but to me, it's it's so fun. It's like finding a treasure or something. Um, and that so then all of a sudden, this particular evening, the course sprinklers went on right in front of me. So I had to turn around and backtrack the way I had just come from. <laughs> well, lo and behold, a few steps in that direction I had just come from, I found another golf ball. It was tucked in behind some tall grass in a way that there was no way I would have seen it coming from my original direction. And at that moment, I was reminded in such a simple yet powerful way of how important it is to always look at things from different perspectives because something that may be so unclear from one point of view may be totally clear from another. And that moment on the golf course that evening was actually part of what inspired me to ask Micah to be my guest on today's show. I just thought before the new school year starts, uh, you know, it would be so such a helpful blessing for us all to hear a youth perspective on education. I love hearing his perspective on things and something that helps me always really listen to where he's coming from is by remembering back to when I was a teen or whatever age he was at the time. Um, That's always helped me put myself in his shoes and be very open to where he's coming from. And that way of remembering back 
you know, to look at things from kids' perspectives has always helped me in working with kids too. You know, putting ourselves in kids' shoes and looking at things from their perspective can help everyone all the way around in education and really in life when we look at and consider each other's perspectives, no matter what our age is. You know, maybe one of the reasons it may seem like kids don't care, and like Micah said, they really do, is that maybe too often they're being left out of the conversation and the process and not being asked and included in it. Um, so I think this is all just a great focus to kick off the school year with, with your students and teaching team and school staff and admin. Um, you know, let's always remember to take time to listen to the kids themselves and to each other, you know, to look at things from kids and each other's perspectives. It can lead to problems being solved and, and a positive, open, caring school environment for everyone. And so much more, like Micah said, so much more joy in school all the way around. Um, and I, I hope this whole hour we've shared together with Micah has given you a great big boost of joy. And that it's provided a ton of inspiring moments and perspectives that make an uplifting difference for your school year and for your life, really. And on that note, you guys, I have a bunch more giving fun support for you this evening. Remember to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon for the long list of recipients from all of today's pre-show and as live broadcast giveaways so you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient. So this giveaway number three, it's of course open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road today. In honor of another of my son Micah's favorite things, I have 10 Lego sets to give. Micah loves Legos. And he found a renewed love of them during the pandemic. I, I love that he found a way to build and create while so much of life was online, even more than usual at that point. So some of the Lego sets I have today to give are class packs and some are kits for individual kids. And they're all awesome. And because I got all these Lego sets on Amazon, I also have two bonus $25 Amazon gift cards to give as part of this giveaway. Note that the, uh, the gift cards will not be shown in the giveaway picture, but they are part of the giveaway, okay? So there will be 12 educator recipients as part of this giveaway, and each will receive one of the Lego sets pictured or an Amazon gift card. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page, follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. It will be posted this evening during the 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern time as live time slot about 10 minutes or so before the 6 p.m. Pacific time hour. Remember to include tonight's code word perspective as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway entries, okay? And for this giveaway, also include the grade level you teach so I can match each recipient with an age-appropriate Lego set if that's what their name is drawn for, okay? And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of this evening's As Live airing of the show until 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Huge thanks to Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her beautiful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this special giveaway possible. Once again, gigantic thanks to my son, Micah, for being my amazingly special guest here on The Right Road. Thank you to Marcy for her always awesome behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my terrific engineer, Jordan, and the whole Voice America team. And thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of The Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And if you listened all the way to the end here, here's today's special bonus gift opportunity. In honor of my son, 
and his favorite things and him answering the quick fire questions at the beginning of the show in less than three minutes, I have five sets. And, and you got to listen closely here because there's a lot in, in these, give, these bonus giveaways, okay? I have five sets of baseball-themed incentive reward prizes and more to give, okay? As you know, you've heard through the show, Michael loves baseball and is going to play NCAA ball in college. So each of these bonus gift sets will include six baseball stress balls, at least three packs of baseball cards and a pack of baseball vinyl, vinyl water bottle stickers. And each baseball themed gift pack will be just part of one of our awesome $200 school supply gift boxes. So if you're listening and would like to enter for these five wonderful $200 value bonus gift drawings, everything's not baseball themed, just the things that I mentioned. Everything else is going to, just going to be wonderful classroom school supplies. So if you want to enter for these five bonus gift drawings, just email me. This is one of my email uh, giveaways. Just email me at heypaula, that's H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A, at rightroadkids.org. That's R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S dot O-R-G. Put today's code word perspective in the email subject line. And in the body of the email, include your school, city, state, and the answer to any one of the quickfire questions I ask Micah near the beginning of the show. Include all those things in the body of the email, and you'll be entered for the five bonus baseball slash jumbo school supply supply gift box drawings, okay? And as always, you guys, this episode is available to listen to or download for free anytime, so you can listen to any parts of it you may have missed or download it to save and share with your educator friends and your kids and students. Oh my gosh, everything Micah shared I think is going to be so inspiring for your kids too. And in between our On the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, Instagram page, and via email, and on our website at rightroadkids.org. And as I always like to close with you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Remember to really listen for different perspectives from your students and kids and team members and others around you. It can be so enlightening and such a helpful and wonderful blessing all the way around for everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in here on The Right Road. I just love and appreciate you all so much, and I'm so glad you're part of The Right Road family. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.